Hi, welcome to Season 2 of the Silverline Podcast, an audio version of our video streams that we hold weekly. They're edited a little bit to make them a little more concise. My name is Roland Mann. I'm the head honcho at Silverline, and we have a great time making fun comics that we think that you'll enjoy. So thank you for listening, and maybe go check out some of our comics if you haven't already. This episode is titled Card Games. It originally aired March 10th, 2021. The topic is card games, and that is not limited to... <laughs> that is not limited to uh, the Pokemans uh, or the Magics, um, but we can talk about card games like Pinochle and Euchre and um, Poker and so forth. Um, I thought it was just card games. Just playing card games. It's, no. it's, it's the whole... If it needs a card, I think... Oh. And maybe we need to delineate, like, where does the card game stop and the board game start? Like, well, that's a difference yeah, between like a, a, a game played with cards and then your typical uh, TCG trading card game. Okay. Yes. Okay. So those the cards with with a with fifty two playing cards, face cards, and then trading card games. All right. Uh, so that I'm, I'm glad every week we can. <laughs> We can narrow down our topics so well. And, and uh, uh, we're going to spend an hour discussing a Not have any confusion. Uh, on the Twitch chat, uh, Brooke Van says, uh, none of this surprises me about Tim. <laughs> <laughs> Tim is following you on Facebook. Many wonders. Um, so uh, why don't we start, Tommy? Um, we can talk about typical card games with a deck of cards uh okay I got, we'll do a magic trick start go, off with go okay. for it to do it go for right. it pick I a want, card I want that, one. One. that one this one that, no 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 that, don't you have to turn it around to to yeah <laughs> you picked let me guess you picked five of diamonds <laughs> wow how did you do it I am I'm blown away. He's telling you you picked five of diamonds. <laughs> Magic. So I recently I, I am late late to the game with poker and recently mm. in the last like six months started playing and I have to still keep the uh the, the list of hands. Yes. Like, I do too. Yes. Whenever we whenever people want to play, I have to pull it up on my phone. I don't yeah. I don't remember. I can't remember. I don't. I, I'm terrible. <laughs> I'm terrible at it. And I'm glad I don't play with guys that like there's two of them that are kind of serious, and they're usually the last two, you know, like battling it out till we're all going home. We're like, <laughs> see you guys. But I play like in my poker face has to be this Smiling. face. <laughs> if i get a good card i have to That's I, too. I have to always be happy <laughs> so I, I, I don't know what's worse just playing with mr rogers or playing with like the polar opposite which is the guy dressed as the unabomber right <laughs> yeah the the, the, the the sunglasses and, and the, yeah. the hoodie don't yeah uh i could also talk people's ears off about poker back in my heathen days um, oh, yeah went to there we had a regular poker night at uh a, one of our residences whereas the typical breakout the scotch everyone had brought like their own form of cigar or smoking pipe and one of my friend one of my friends was the unabomber guy where he's just slouched down sunglasses and the hoodie just tied in up to his nose 
Did, did anybody just else some... imagine uh, this place has a Russian in the back with an Oreo tail? Yeah, I, I have, um, I've won once, and I think it's because they let me. I think they thought I had, a, I was having a bad week, and they were being uh, nice. They all deny it, but there's an no accident. Way. There's no way I could have won. I'm terrible. Oh. I'm the worst. Poker. So, poker is really weird. Have, it's a game that is 65% random number generation. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, in the fir- the first hand, I got a uh, straight flush. Right, that's what it's all the same. Straight, they were straight. I don't know what it was. <laughs> a flush is when they're the same suit, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And oh. straight as a woman. Amazing. The first hand, I had a straight flush, and I put my. I was like, you know, read one. And and the, the the two guys that know how to play didn't even really look at my hand, and they're like, "Oh well, peril this pizza." And I was like, "Wait up, wait!" And it, like they're and they're because it had to be a split pot, and yeah. they're divvying up the money. And I'm like, looking at the look at my cards. You pulled out your phone and looked it up. Say like, no, I, you have a liar. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> "Give me the money!" And then, <laughs> and then you left, right? And then I, and I'm out. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm bad at poker. Some so. some 40 years ago, when, when we were first married, uh, we were playing poker and called my mom at like 1130 at night because she was really good at cards. And I was like, mom, what what beats is it? What's higher? <laughs> Real kind or flush? <laughs> she says, you're playing strip poker, aren't you? Yeah, we got to know. <laughs> Nobody's fixing to lose their underwear. We have to see who it is. <laughs> what do you mean mom it's 11 30 at night why would you be calling me if you're not playing strip poker like, okay well you didn't answer my question <laughs> moms know all and see all <laughs> so, mother you can judge me later but the rules need adjudicating <laughs> that's right now so did, did, did you did you win or did you you know that's 40 years ago. Oh. Remember? We were newlyweds. Oh, okay. Woo, anyway, all right, got you. <laughs> it didn't take much back then. Yes. Right now. <laughs> so next week's uh, uh, stream, we can talk about it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, the euchre is big uh, around here. I don't know. And I, I say that, and I played it 25 years ago, and it was mostly because my my wife, then girlfriend, wanted to be on a team, and you sit across from each other, and so I could I could look at her the whole time, and I don't remember the your reason. wife, and then your girlfriend wanted my, my to be then on a team. Your wife, and then <laughs> girlfriend. Okay. Wife and girlfriend, y'all were all playing cards together. It's nice they got along. You get along. So what a great setup! It's it's great. They want to be on the same team and everything, dude. A little poly action there. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) My now wife. Did you win? Girlfriend. Yes, she 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 could probably tell me how to play euchre. Still, I don't. I don't. It it just sounds like referencing the D and D monster. What? A euchre. Yes, uh, I, th- I think for those of you who are linguists out there, it has some sort of origin of the same word as Joker, I think, and it's a Europe, 
like like Eastern European or something, just, or just jo- Joker with a hard Scandinavian accent. Yeah, Joker, y- <laughs> yeah, or uh, some sort of weird Upper Peninsula, yeah. Minnesota. I don't know. A Finn living in Minnesota, you have no chance. Oh yeah! By the way, I live in Wisconsin. I I, say, yeah, <laughs> I'm up by the UP. About the same, yeah. <laughs> so that that's pretty much my contribution to the card conversation, Perfect. everybody. <laughs> so someone take it away. All right. When I was a kid, all we played was war and old maid. Yeah, because those were the, like the simplest things. Yeah. And then my brother would get mad and he would just take the deck and he go like this. <laughs> he wanted to play 52 card pickup. Yeah. yeah. I have, uh, I don't know if anyone else is a family, uh, a family like his mine where every uh, like get together, they always have to play rummy. Well, it's, it's always like once a year. So I forget it by the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what game I hate? <laughs> uh, you ever played Rook? That so, right, I can't remember how exactly you play it, but it has to do with a lot of lying. Okay. <laughs> Man, that, that game made me so mad. Just people would make you think they have something. They even tell you something, and then it would, I don't know. Nobody's played Rook? I feel alone now. No. Yeah. I I uh, didn't have something to do with a bird on the cover yeah, yeah, box. Okay, yeah. <laughs> That's really all That's I know. not helping me, Brent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a bird was somewhat involved, yes. Yeah. Basically, it... diamonds and gin and rummy. Yeah. It's basic. And poker. That's about all I know. Yeah. My grandparents and my great aunt would play a game called Hand and Foot. And it requires multiple decks of cards. And they would sit at our family reunions. It requires four. So they'd always, they'd always have one other person join them. And they would be, they'd sit there for hours. And the game was always just, I, I never wanted to know. Because I, I, I didn't want, I, I feel bad now. You know, but I didn't want to sit down with my grandparents for hours and play this game where they're just passing they're just passing cards around. I, I don't know, maybe it wasn't a real game, but they're <laughs> out there hand and foot. But so there's this there's one year. So this would tell you what I was doing and not playing cards. We were having a water balloon fight mm. where we were on the roof of the cabins and we had squirt guns and we were running in and out of cabins and it was mayhem. And my grandparents, it was almost like, I mean, there was, it was this war going on around them. And they were just sitting there at the table playing this card game. And I came running into the cabin and I slammed the door behind me. And immediately the door flies open and another cousin comes right behind me. And he had filled up a bucket with a gallon or two of water. And I had just veered off to the right as he threw the bucket. And it hit my grandparents and my great aunt and all the cards. And it was hilariously comical but you we could not laugh at what, what had just happened because the cars went flying like their hair was like whoosh, and <laughs> nope mm-hmm. <laughs> we just we all stopped cleaned up the cards mopped up the water and that was a, an infamous hand and foot game yes that was ruined by the the water balloon fight so, yeah so. not getting too too deep into training card games yet but the one of the most recent family gatherings where they're playing rummy. Uh, one of our younger nephews, cousins, one of them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one of my members that doesn't really feel like a family member. Right. Uh, 
found out that me and a bunch of my cousins all played Magic the Gathering. So they wanted to play that instead. So we just snuck them out to the garage, pulled out the card table, and we're teaching them how to do that. And uh, then eventually one of the older uh, family uh, members, uh, I think it was my... Like aunt or great aunt found uh came and was like, What are you guys doing? Are you summoning something? Yeah. They they were they were raised in the eighties, the satanic panic. <laughs> and without and without skipping a beat, my cousin Tarek slams his cards down, turns to her and says, Yes, fun. <laughs> we're summoning fun, mom. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, um, Yes, my my grandparents um, were were very Baptist, so mm. yes, card games. Mm. <laughs> were, were, were you even allowed to have the uh, traditional like tr- uh, cards in your house, or you know, I I don't know about my mom growing mm. up, but me, me growing up, we didn't have a lot of it either. So I yeah. don't know if that was a holdover from right. my grandparents, but yeah, I didn't get a lot of card games. We we played a lot of board games. Right. But, um, oh, you mean just like playing card? Regular yeah. card? Yeah. Because you're biggest... gambling. Tommy, yeah. that, Tommy, yeah. that's a... Cards like Magic the Gathering yes. cards. You're talking about just oh, no. bicycle cards. Playing cards. Yes. Ni- 1950s. You mean cards with like just numbers? Yes. Exactly. Because playing a game is not work, and that's invitation for temptation. <laughs> uh, <laughs> see, I was raised in the 60s, so my mom belonged to a bridge club. Ah. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes, and so like every Thursday, we'd all go to somebody's house, and they'd have, you know, tea and a can of cookies, and we all mm. had to be playing nicely while the, the all the mothers were playing bridge. Yeah. <laughs> And it, it was like so Ward Cleaver. You right. know? <laughs> it was just pathetic until until one of the little girls got into my mom's purse and ate all her chocolate out of a oh. purse. And mom looked down and goes, "Oh dear, that, that was, wasn't chocolate. No, it was X Lax." <laughs> oh, 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 oh no. <laughs> That's when the party got really. <laughs> That's when the party got real. That's when everybody had to go home. <laughs> yeah, my my wife uh, has stories of not 1960s but 1980s. All her parents' friends too of of being little and trying whatever grain alcohol was, you know, with it. Like when people weren't watching on the table, well, let me try <laughs> try that because they were. Yeah, no one, no one was paying attention to the kids nope. and and she has a story of them playing adults playing jenga and just laughing their heads off and her being little and real not realizing like they're all inebriated yeah. <laughs> this fun it's just jenga. <laughs> but, but then she thought the game would be hilariously fun and then it's not i mean it's fun but it's not that fun. <laughs> That's, yeah. Come on. Yeah. yeah. If you're if you're doing like uh, Texas Hold'em, that was my main normal card game. Uh, you have to have some level of inebriation to not be at each other's throats by like. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, that does yeah. help. Yeah. Now I think I mentioned it. You know, we in college we would play the the massively crazy five deck Uno. Yes. Tournaments that would last. You know, one game would last. You know, five six hours. It seems like, but. Um, you know, we were drinking a little bit. In the <laughs> we norms. almost had to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. I think somebody posted something on our uh, thing earlier uh, on our uh, 
on our group chat or whatever where the one kid had like they were fixing to go uno and the person had four or five yeah that's the way we where you could play like 10 cards on somebody and they would have to you know they thought they were going out and then they oh no now they got 20 cards for yeah so that's what we we made up the rule all those how do you (laughs) like this (laughs) (laughs) have you ever seen giant uno where the cards are like eight and a half by 11 Yeah. Why? You know, I, when I was a kid, I didn't know Uno was. I, I knew that the Uno, you know, existed. But you remember when Mad Magazine had their own version of Uno cards? You remember those cards? It was, you know, it had the. Uh, it was just Mad Magazine. You know, it was Uno, but it was Mad Magazine characters and stuff on there. But uh, that was some of my. But you know, playing spades and and clubs and all that kind of stuff. That's what my family pretty much did. We never played. Uh, uh, poker and all that kind of stuff. That's why I suck at poker because I yeah. <laughs> just don't know what the stupid hands I have, mean. I think I have a special card deck that's like comic related. I think I still have. I'm gonna go grab it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's oh, that's gosh. basically Uno with other characters and stuff on it. Yeah, had like Alfred E. Newman on him and all that kind of stuff. That was. <laughs> I didn't realize that that was that was Uno. It was just revamed. Guys, have ever done any online card games? Online poker? I've done a bit. Yeah. My son was huge into that for a while. He loved Uno. it. I played Uno online. <laughs> <laughs> I like Uno. I found her. My wife got really into big, uh, big into online poker and she was playing it a lot and I was, and she would play it while I was doing something else and then suddenly it hit me like a thunderbolt and I look at her and I'm like you play video games more than I do. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's not true. That's not true at all. No, it's, it's a not, a, not a video game. And I'm like, what do you mean it's not a video game? You play it on a screen and and it's a game. And she's like, no, it's not the same. And I'm like, you're a gamer. <laughs> more than me. And that's when I knew I had won. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it happened three times in tw- almost 25 years. So I remember that day well. Chuck that one up. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, we we had a similar uh way back. Remember, remember like farm town and all those. Oh yeah. 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 My my wife, same thing, had a had a moment. I was like, you yeah, you play more <laughs> than I do. What? What because because you that's when you would get like neighbors. So you'd have to have your she'd have her mom and her sister, like mm-hmm. they 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 would make their farms better. But, yeah. Is that still a thing? Like those those type of games, Farmville and Farm Town, and I would imagine that to some extent, but maybe not as in the in the zeitgeist. Yeah, but it's yeah. a weird yes. thing where like everyone yes. went from we would be uh, the the guys would be guild masters, and like you'd have your Friday nights, like we'd raid on WoW or whatever, and then you know yeah. you'd see the guys next week, and all of a sudden, all of our like moms and girlfriends were managing these farm communities and communes. <laughs> 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 It's like I managed twenty five nerds and you managed to get them online at the same time. You're running a full on like agricultural revolution right now. Yeah, you gotta harvest the corn. You gotta shear the sheep. Yeah. yeah. Ailey, you found it. You looked. Yeah, I have these. They're pe- They're just regular playing cards, but they're peanuts themed. Uh, <laughs> very nice. nice. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Those are. Cool. Yeah. Like it's comic related. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. And then I also found um. Well, I was looking for them. I also found um, waterproof Uno, Uno H two O. They're like you can play them in the water. I don't know why you would. Huh. But... Do they float? 
What do they sneak to the I, bottom of the pool? No. You swim down there. You're like really bored in the bathtub, playing oh. with yourself. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, okay. I should have thought of it. I got a cool um Cthulhu set by um illustrated by uh, Nat Iwata. Yeah. He did some cool. Uh, that would be cool illustrations. Um, why isn't there? Why hasn't there been a Highlander version of Uno? It just seems natural because there can be only one. There's going to be one, and then you kill everybody. That'd be great. Oh boy, <laughs> that was good. Well, with Uno, we got to go out at one. So, <laughs> supposedly, with the second Trump's book, we're going to uh, have a uh, a real deck of cards uh, printed up. Yes, Ooh. that's going to be kind of cool. Well, that'll be really cool with with like the characters on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We We've been working on them a little bit, uh, you know, the past couple of months, just knocking out a card here and there, trying to get it all together. I think uh, I think Roland's talking about sending it to the the bicycle. But you know, bicycle, the people that actually print, you know, that that make the cards, they they'll print your own custom yeah. cards yeah. on the on the same you know the same you know, paper and all that kind of stuff. I mean, Kablam, we can we can print trading cards this side, but this, you know, I think we've talked about it before. This is this is a different kind of paper right. than just just uh, cardstock. So, uh, I mean, we could print a, a deck of cards, but after you shuffle it once or twice, it's going to fall apart. You know, they, these are cold pressed paper, and coated, and yeah. coated. And all that kind of good stuff, but uh, I think we're going to get some printed from Bicycle. I think we're going to do like a limited run of a of a hundred. I think so. That'll, that'll be, be one cool. of the reward rewards for that that whenever we get that far. So that'll be cool. Love it. I love it. So why don't we? We're coming up close to the midway mark. I don't want to cut to the review just yet, but why don't we start? We can transition into other trading card games. Um, I think when we we had a did we. Was it a, the board game talk or? Um, but I, I brought up. Has anyone else played Killer Bunnies? I have not. Nobody. Nobody. Uh, it's been around for a while, and it's one of those kind of like deck building games. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I would I would put it in the card game category. I think. Yeah. Well, there's um uh to, to your point, Scott. There's in TCG or trading card game land. There's what's called um a traditional trading card game or ttcg and then there's a uh uh, a live trading card game which essentially means that the um the box itself is all it's live in the set so that's things like killer bunnies or the game legendary which is uh started as the marvel based deck building game okay essentially that's all the cards that you're going to need for the game are included in the box set and they might release another box set later on Okay. But you're not getting periodical content releases like with Magic the Gathering or Pokemon. Okay. Thank you. Thank yes. you. Yeah, so it's Killer Bunnies has been, um, I mean, we've had it for probably more than a decade. But it, I, I like the dynamic because you, um, you, have, you have seven cards, but you have five in your hand. You have two down. And those are like, those are set. It's called your run. So you're always planning two rounds ahead. So you think you have a great plan, but when it goes around twice, this your first your set, your card could be null. It could be useless. It could not have the effect that you planned on. It is it. The game has um, 
the game has a lot of variation. You can't really plan really well, which makes it very frustrating, um, but a lot of fun because as much strategy as you think you have, it usually is just blown out of the water um, by someone else's silliness or their you know, that you don't know what's going to happen. So, um, but we we they, they released many expansion decks. I think we bought three of them, but there's. Mm. Our our stack of cards on the table would be you know would be eight inches high, because uh, you go through a ton of cards. But we, we would never get through the whole pile. I can't imagine with all the expansions. I don't know how it worked, but um, Killer Bunnies definitely was a fun game, and I, I still see it at the. We've got a pretty cool um, board game store, um, role playing all that um, in Rochester, um, and they they've got all the expansions, and um, I still see it out there. But that that's been a fun one, and um got to limit it to like six people because it, it does take a while sometimes and when if people at the other end of the table aren't paying attention it's the the game just becomes uh, uh, unmanageable mm-hmm. and um so six people or so so killer bunnies is a fun one uh it's like the uh, inspiration for happy tree friends and the uh, social medias. Uh, Roland says that his family plays hand and foot. Oh, so, okay. There you go. Then uh, Dempsey Blackman uh, asks, uh, he says hello to everyone. Uh, he asks, what's everyone's favorite card game? And he stated that growing up he played Yu-Gi-Oh! and Magic the Gathering. Oh, yeah. Uh, my my favorite card game currently is probably Magic the Gathering, seeing as how I do it at tournaments and have had a group going for a while now. So you still play now? I do. And uh, there's uh, the way that their competitive league is broken up is really interesting in that I am considered a competitive player and have a worldwide ranking, even though I'm not the greatest. <laughs> wow, worldwide. Anyone who goes to official sanctioned events so many times is given a tracking number, and then that carries over, and after you've done so much, you're put into the database of people who are considered all of them the same bracket or whatever. So at some point, uh, that that's the path you'd progress to go being a professional player. But uh, nowhere in my future. There, there are, I'm sorry, I should, <laughs> this should not surprise me, but there are professional magic players. Yes. And they have, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, they have the official like uh, Wizard Con, like Wizards who puts out uh, Magic Gathering and D D, where they put out all their live stuff. They'll have their big yeah. annual tournament there, but then also different uh, regionals. You'll have your regional tournaments, your state tournaments, and your like your province tournaments. So I've played in same area and Greater Oregon area, uh, but I haven't gone to like Northwest Regional or anything. Uh, and then once you get to the regional points, that's when you can start getting like, well, you can get cash or rewards at any level. I, in theory, have been compensated for playing Magic. Uh, like you've been a professional, but you, yeah, yes. Uh, but uh, at the higher ends, is more you're going to see it because it's like many other of the niche competition things where there's not a lot of money into it until you're at like the big annuals. Yeah. I'm surprised that doesn't break out to a big bloodbath. Right. You go to uh, one of those card shops mm-hmm. and somebody pulls out the wrong card that's illegal to play. Yep. Oh, well, that's gosh. a lot. Uh, that, uh, we actually won a um, uh, a 
pre-release weekend. So, like I had in their conversation earlier, um, ATCG will have periodical releases of new content to inject into the game, and old stuff will be phased out. And the weekend before that new stuff comes out, they'll do a pre-release re- weekend. So if you go to play in the tournament, you get access to all the cards a week early, and um, you build from the stuff you buy there if you're doing a bunch of different formats, but essentially that's just a bit. And there was one group, and you can do so many things each day at different shops, so the entire weekend there's about three things a day at each shop independently. Or, and then also, yeah, it, it really goes beyond shops at that point. Uh, one group had been playing all, all weekend before the Saturday we got there. We got there for the last event on Saturday. And uh, in the format we were playing, you could only use so many of cards that had a legendary tag on it. So if it had a legendary keyword, you only have so many of them. And those cards are also extremely rare to get in the limited supply that you got, it being the first weekend and all. Uh, they had beyond the maximum amount of those legendary cards of a specific name, so we knew that they had in some way cheated the system to bring cards they weren't supposed to get, and then also built a deck that's illegal on top of that. Yeah. So <laughs> my, my partner, we're doing a, a co-op game, my partner's like, oh man, you got you got like four of those? That's wild. <laughs> and like, oh, uh, I'll tell you what, uh, we gotta go. Uh, we'll just, well, not the rough, no, you guys won, and uh, <laughs> yeah. about it. <laughs> Because if, we, if they had actually been reported, they would have been, you know, banned from the shop and they would have had a marker put on their wizard's account. So mm-hmm. we, we ended up in solid and not reporting them, but we <laughs> ended up winning the prize pool. <laughs> is, is that not something that's checked beforehand? How can they not? So uh, in theory, there are going to be uh, refs. Or, so the way the format works, it's called sealed. Because all the cards you're playing with are sealed beforehand, and then you open them up and you build your deck from the cards you get at that time. Okay. So you have an hour to build your deck, and then f- like five hours of the actual tournament. Uh, however, if you bring a backpack in, you can usually get those by without them being checked, depending on how up and up your shop is. Our shop is pretty good, so if you're going into like the tournament area during the tournament weekend, they'll be like, uh, they'll they'll have people in the back watching as you're building. Yeah, but it's it's still possible. Gotcha. So yeah. uh, we had figured that they had pro- probably uh, gone to one of the corner tables or something and managed to slide some stuff in there. Uh, so I mean, they were using magic. They were using magic. Using sleight of hand. They were yeah. Uh, it's like you, Tommy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I never really got into magic. My wife was a big player. We she she made me make a deck. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) But what's funny is, and they're all going to laugh at me, and Scott's going to love this, but what we did get into for a while, we actually, there was actually a Harry Potter trading card. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And you became, you you know, you were a wizard, and you you powered up spells. It worked just like magic, except, you know, simpler. I'm I'm good for simpler stuff. (laughs) Yeah. So, they ended up discontinuing. We were so upset. We found it at a Dollar Tree one day. Nice. Uh-huh. It was actually supposed to be the packs of cards that were a dollar, but the whole thing, they had the whole thing packaged up, so we got the whole thing for a dollar. <laughs> Are you sure this is right? Sure. They were like, just take yeah. it. We don't just want it. Take it. it. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me, you need it more than we do. <laughs> there is a uh, episode of 
Adventure Time. Mm. Oh yes, they have a game. Is it called Card Wars? Card Wars. Yeah, that, it's eleven minutes, folks. If you can watch that episode, it, Card Wars, it's hilarious. When when he's explaining the rules of the game, <laughs> it's like four hours later. He's still. <laughs> there's a couple of them because there's one where he went to a tournament with his daughter. Yeah. Oh, re- okay. Yeah. My kids have watched every season multiple times, and I've, I'm up to like season four where I've seen pretty yeah. consistently. But yeah, the, yeah my the, kids have my kids have watched it. Yeah, yeah. 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 So the Adventure, <laughs> Tab, Adventure Tab is one of those weird things where it, it's a great kid show, but then also it is just the writers yeah. had yeah. written their D and D like game group and all their interactions yeah, right. within the show. So if your if your group has like a, a new a nerdier parent, or if you're just a, Oh, nerd, my a nerd! Yep. Uh, you're just like, oh, I, I understand everything they're talking about right now. Yep. There's a line. My my son will say. It. There's a line where they, where the, the the two heroes, Jake and Finn, he's trying to convince Jake to to lose the battle because these little guys need to win. He says, "What and ruin my stats?" Yeah. <laughs> I love it. It's so well written. Adventure, Adventure Time is just gold. If you're if you're a kid or you're D and D or any fantasy yep. stuff, it's gold love it, it is. i love it um, um i i know you were gonna go on to the uh to the the preview thing here the but when we get back can you guys explain to me what the the, the game cards against humanity is i've got a buddy that wants to play that and she's bought three or four of the expansion parts of it and so y'all can tell me about this game because that's first, would... first tip for the game is um try to involve your parents uh, <laughs> any elderly relatives so the, that's the first the, the more conservative religious the better i want to i don't want to hear about this really now because i've never heard of this oh really oh my yeah God. no she uh she she bought a set and then she's gone out and bought like four or five expansion yeah. sets to it not safe for work all right oh. <laughs> it might not be safe for streaming no. <laughs> Yeah, I actually some a different company made like a Christian version of it, oh. and I actually have that, and it's all just like church jokes. Oh. <laughs> so oh. Oh. it's funny you know, if you when, like. When we come back, yeah. explain it to me. I want to know what it's about. Yeah, like like Babylon B church jokes kill me. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah, that. basically, it's like yeah, it's got like memes and stuff. I yeah. think it is like people that make memes made it, but and they had a Kickstarter and like way over made their nope. goal. Sounds, sounds fun. Yeah, there was a, what was that? There was one about, there was a meme one. Is it the same people that make that meme? They've got all cards with memes on them. And you've got to use a meme to, to try to play. That, yeah. Oh, yeah, but yeah. that's a, all these games that are like apples to apples. Yeah, if yeah. you've played that, you can play these there, floating kittens and all those. Yeah, there are a bunch of different like uh, side companies that have made unlicensed versions of it. So um, yeah. uh, what do you mean is one that's became its own company? Oh, that might but be the, the one. Yeah, but then one that just got picked up by the parent company is called crabs against hum- uh crabs adjust humidity yes as <laughs> <laughs> a fan expansion and then the company's like no we like this we're adding it hey brent and c i don't know if you guys are bouncing at the midway yeah. point oh look at this guy oh oh my goodness we got a an interloper he is a welcome. Did he break into here? We got to cut the cut him off. Cut yeah. him off. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know what's going to happen. He's a wild card. 
Hey, Rob. Cards. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah, my pun. That that pun was intentional. Um, (laughs) Rob, now that you're here, we are going to (laughs) we're going to cut to our review here in just a second. We do have some um, some sleepyheads who like have like obligations in the morning and they need to wake up. They got to wake up at a certain time. Yeah, so uh, thing, you know. I, being retired, I have no idea what that is. <laughs> nice. Me too. Um, Brent, uh, C, I don't know if you wanted to have any parting words um, before you go. So this is your opportunity. And, or you can stay because for all of our viewers out there, we have some, little, some more surprises coming up and we will be announcing more news about Twilight Grimm and Friar Rush numero 2 we good no, to go? I have nothing to add. Right. <laughs> yeah. uh, I send a lot of Christmas cards. That's about as close as I get. And um, I don't like doing it. So. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. All right. So okay. Those, Thanks, man. Yeah, uh, those of you who get cards from Brent, they are sent to you begrudgingly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Merry, Merry Christmas. That makes it all the more uh-huh. uh, meaningful, doesn't it? From the Grinch. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. he signs it in like a big whatever. Sharpie, it's because he didn't want to be nice about it. He goes, <laughs> Yes. Brent, thank you for joining There you go. Uh, folks, go to uh, IndiePlanet.com or SilverlineComics.com and buy a thousand copies of Kalos. Um, and uh, Kalos, wait, how many How many have come out? Two. Two? And three? issues three and four will launch uh, pretty soon here together. Yes. So. yes. All right. It's yeah. exciting. Three and four coming soon. Go buy one and two so you're ready for three and four. Brent Larson, thank you so much. Uh, C. Yeah. Michael, thank you. Are you going, C. Michael? Are you sticking around? Uh, I gotta go. All right, you gotta bounce. Okay. Ah! Oh, gotta Ladies and here. gentlemen, welcome back to Silverline Wednesday Night Wham, hosted by Scott Wakefield. Oh, oh, hello. <laughs> Just looking at my playing cards. Oh, do you have any uh, uh, sevens? Uh, go fish. Go, <laughs> go, go, dang it. go fish. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Yes, I oh, did. We're find... back on the back on the show. Back on the show. Put your card down. Put your... We're back. Uh, I did find my. How could I forget this? They were not just Cthulhu, but steampunk Cthulhu. I. Oh wow. Ooh. Yeah, like like the two coolest things mashed together. Um, artwork by yes, uh, Nat Iwata, a very cool guy. Ooh. Who, um, That's rad. I, it's got like this, like a, an image of a drawing of me in twenty years. I think. <laughs> Uh-huh. pretty good cool um he, he did some cool art but yeah um, tommy was saying that uh we are silverline i say we like i'm involved with that but the the artistic folks at silverline are planning to do um a deck of cards for the upcoming um continuation of the trump's story so if you haven't gathered welcome back we are talking about card games tonight and um that includes cards like with numbers and and on them and then trading card games like uh pokemans and uh oh's and uh cards uh, uh card games that tim said killer bunnies is a what kind of game a, a living card game everything is live inside the box 
with it's it's alive. It's and got live bunnies in there. Yes. But yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All all the live content is contained in one box. You don't need to buy your monthly releases. It's all right there. You can play oh, everything okay. right there, and nothing right. changes unless you buy expansions when they come out. So that is the topic for tonight. But our second hour is going to be very busy. We can continue talking about card games, which I'm sure we will, because we barely got into the trading card world. Um, but, but in mere moments, minutes, uh, we will be launching and going live with the next round of Kickstarter, uh, uh, the next Kickstarter campaign with the two uh, titles, Twilight Graham, number two, and Friar Rush, number two. And we are joined right now by Rob and Aaron, and they're welcome to join the conversation, but in a few minutes, um, 20 minutes or so, we'll be getting some more surprise guests, and we will be talking about these titles, and um, giving, get, you'll get some background information, and you, um, if you're out there watching, feel free to ask questions in the chat, um, and if you've got questions about, about the, the stories, about their storytelling, about specifically about Twilight Grimm and Friar Rush, go ahead and ask so thanks guys for joining us and um as always and i can say as always so far uh daytona beach comic con has been supporting our live stream so thank you to those folks out there and um if you're watching go uh, over to the facebook page go to the website and uh, make sure you check out the dates for their convention this fall and like follow subscribe all those things so you can get updates so thank you for their support and thank you to martin piero for your reviews um, and, uh, silverlinecomics.com is our website. You can go buy all of our titles there. That'll take you over to indieplanet.com and, uh, you can read our craft blog. You can read, um, input or, uh, uh, blog entries and so on and so forth from all of our words, letters, uh, words. You can read the words <laughs> strung together in sentences, uh, that Tim puts together, and it's yes. insight into our creation process, uh, writing, arting, coloring, all those sorts of things. And we just started uh, some of our community interaction posts. So if you yeah. post a comment on any of our socials or any of our streams, at some point you may be featured, as we have with uh, people like Cassisi, who is watching from Facebook. Cassisi, you, yeah, you are like VIP fan. Thank you. Um, so, folks, we are an independent publisher, and you are part of the silver lion world out there so thank you for joining us and if you haven't been following along for the past many 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 months uh, silver lion has been launching two titles at a time and that is because we have so many great stories and if you see the beginning of the show all the titles that the folks here are involved with um those are those are everything those are those are coming those are they're all in the works they're all they're all happening and we have another show sunday night as well and, and and Barb and um, Rob, uh, Rob, do you are you on the Sunday show? I'm sorry, you you're a regular there. On and off. I am I am not. Uh, <laughs> I have a I have a part time job oh. where I drive a bus bus for a local uh, uh, college. Oh, okay. And, uh, and the athletic teams didn't have any games this last fall, so they're trying to jam them all oh, in the yeah. spring. So ah. I am I am driving every weekend from now up to april all right so all right. sometimes i'm home in time to, to do the the, yeah. pod, the 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 video cast 
but a lot of times I'm just yeah, yeah. when I get home, you know. So yeah, so at, at, at least for a while, I I will probably not be able to make any of those. But I would I would like to come to some of those. And if if as as we're doing this Kickstarter, if I can, I'm going to try and make at least one or two of those. Yeah. So we can so we can push that. Yeah. <laughs> make, get get past our goals. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. And and Aaron's a regular over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aaron's been on the Wednesday show every once in a while. Uh, so thank you guys for joining us. And um, like I said, if you want to make a comment, ask these guys something about the titles um, about their work, feel free to do that. And uh, we can continue our card game conversation. Aaron and Rob, we've been talking a lot about just traditional cards like uh, poker and how terrible we all are. All, we all are at poker. A um, little bit of pinochle hand and foot, euchre, uh rook uh gin and tonic what's uh oh, gin rummy um we don't want to talk too much about that so that we don't get kicked off the stream here then they're done it uh, <laughs> yeah. barbara's hey, kicked hey. us off the stream numerous times yes <laughs> Common denominator, Barb, to getting kicked off the stream. <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? She's famous for something. <laughs> yeah, you didn't so, know Barb's R-rated? I, yeah. <laughs> I can uh, get away with it. And on that <laughs> I'm, I'm old and I'm a grandmother. I can get away with anything. That's, That's true. Right. Yes. Yeah. Tommy, Tommy needed us to explain Cards Against Humanity. Yeah, I would like to know. It's uh, got a buddy that wants to start playing it. She ordered a bunch of uh, the main game and then a bunch of, I'm guessing that there's uh, supplemental decks or whatever yes. you guys want to call it. All, all it's, kind basically, of uh, it's basically a card game with Tourette syndrome. It's, it's <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's, it's a card game with Tourette syndrome. It is. Same. It's, it's, Perfect. I've it once. Do they have like a Zoom version of this game? Could we play it tonight? <laughs> oh my gosh. No, we don't need to be live <laughs> anymore. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that could be real problematic. If yeah. I yes. yeah. So, from some of the cards. Okay, well, I mean, I, I want to. I want to get good at playing it, so that way I don't lose. Do you lose? Do you win? Is there uh, you do. So yes. Yeah, so uh, ever uh, there is a uh, judge each round, and they uh, draw the black card, which is a prompt. All the players have a hand of white cards, which is their responses to fill in the blank or to answer a question. And then whoever the judge finds the funniest or the most appropriate, uh, appropriate, uh, they hand they give them the black card. <laughs> Um, not appropriate, but fitting the question. Uh, for the game, yes. yes. Fitting the prompt. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to remember. I think when we played it, we rotated who was the judge. Yeah, so every turn yeah, that yeah. Every, every turn yeah. that uh, changes around. So like, yeah, right, right. To... it goes clockwise or counterclockwise, yes. depending on how you, what you decide to start. Yeah. yeah, that's a fun game. Yeah. A lot of fun. So you end up getting things like, uh, uh, this is how the world <laughs> ends, not with a bane, but with blank. And then you'll have uh, responses uh, referencing uh, genitalia, intimate acts, and what? just the occasional yeah. just random, <laughs> random yeah. bit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Tommy, I, that in, inviting the in-laws might not be uh, the best decision. Do they have yeah, and if, you, if you're going to uh, play it, depending at church, on the in-laws, right? right. Yeah. <laughs> 
Hmm. I'll say that I uh, my my most proud victory uh, of a round in that game was at a college party and supplying the only answer to a question that was not uh, intimacy or booze related, but was instead a StarCraft <laughs> prompt <Wow. laughs> because I knew the judge and we were both playing yeah. StarCraft. I'm like, here you go. This is just for you. <laughs> That works. So everyone else is like, I don't know. Wait to the judge. Exactly. Everyone was like, I don't know what this is, and they were dying. So it worked. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, like, there's a lot of these like arbitrary winner games. Mm -hmm. Um, The other one that uh, some of my cousins and I played, um, Super Fight. Yes. Yeah. yeah, one of my cousins calls it the shouting game. The, yes. <laughs> the super fight is you get it's a fight and you have a you have two cards that you combine, right? So you could get like Justin Bieber, who is a hundred feet tall, and then it could be against uh, a whale that can only turn left. You know, so <laughs> like. So how do they how do they win? Like you could say, well, Justin Bieber can't go underwater, uh, even though he's uh, tall, but the whale can't leap. You know, can only turn left, or like it has laser beam eyes, or a gun that fires kittens, or something like that. It's, um, but it's all again, it's arbitrary, yeah. and everybody. I think that when every, everybody votes, I think, and then the winner moves on. Yeah, and it's... has to. They have their and it, and you can add. It'll sometimes add more. Um, who can only speak in rhymes or something like that, you know? Yep. Um, but that that one that one's much more family friendly. Than... Yeah, yeah. It's, it's we get the the stupidest superheroes you can think of fighting. Yes, but also that sounds fun. And most groups, you know, turns out fighting match. But you know how pedantic some comic book readers can get. Like, well, I'm actually Superman. <laughs> so you get to a point where you actually have a bunch of people dissecting what the what the nuances of this fight would be. Right, right. Like, what's the six-issue arc of this whale that can only turn left? <laughs> what's his motivation? Oh, yeah. What's his backstory? Yeah, yeah. It, uh, but that, yeah, that's called Super Fight. That one, uh, that was a good one. We had a we had a um, family reunion and a, and a, a married-in cousin. Um, it's the first time he had been to our reunion, and uh, and we're pretty conservative family. And it, it was he got so mad and he slammed his hand. <laughs> and he left a gd and it was like it was so it was pretty funny a couple of my aunts because <laughs> he was so mad at this game this this uh, the shouting game the super fight and but it's a it's a great moment in family history where the marriage like, this is like his, this is like day two meeting our family and he just lost his mind <laughs> over, over. nice Super fight. <laughs> yeah, it's called a, a card game of absurd uh, arguments. Yep. Is what the, yeah, huh? and he got so mad. Putting that in my shopping cart right now. Yep. Gonna... yep. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, the two cards combining thing reminds me of a game that I play with my friends called Snake Oil. Yes. And... Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yep. So it's like apples to apples, but you put two cards together and make up an invention. So, like, the judge will be like, um, uh, grave robber or like a teacher or a sorority girl and then you have to make up an invention with two of the cards in your hand that and like and the fun part is like you make like a pitch so he'll go like full like infomercial about it like (laughs) i just googled some examples of like two card um combinations like there's murder toilet (laughs) uh, sky costume right 
blood grenade i think that's it. <laughs> it's socks like and then you try to make it like and i think like one time i i looked out and like the person was a zombie or something and i had brain or something so i could make like yes yeah. <laughs> so but yeah so that that one's a lot of fun too yeah mike yeah we we like that one too my my kids like that one as well yeah it gets pretty silly uh yeah <laughs> with, with those um before we run out of time, uh, let's get into like like the like the like magic. We talked about that a bit. Uh, Pokemon. I tried to play Yu Gi Oh like twenty years ago to be hip and cool with the kids. Um, How'd that work out? Yeah, thank. <laughs> yeah, I think I don't know. I think I think they they beat him up and took his card. Exactly. I, you, <laughs> I tried. I failed. I've never, <laughs> never been cool. Um, so I just, I've just never been able to, I've never gotten into those games. Like the commitment has, I've never been able to just yeah. do it. Uh, collectible think, card games like that never appealed to me either. Yeah, they, they, uh, yeah I like collecting them, but then I never wanted to actually play the game. That's right. I had like a whole binder of Pokemon cards right. and I had some Yu-Gi-Oh cards. My brother was more into that than me, but yeah. he had like the, um, the, the dual disc, if you know yes. what that is. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes. 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 And it, like, <laughs> so, yeah. Yep. I uh, I have a friend who doesn't play Pokemon, but does does the collecting and flipping of the cards that are like worth a lot of money. So yeah, yeah they that's that's they, what that's what my son used to do with yeah. with his Magic the Gathering cards. Yeah, and now he's doing it with stocks. Yep. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and, hey, I can teach you. Graduated, and he's actually got a little money. Yeah. So. I mean, yeah, I play Magic, and I like comics. The whole reason you just get into it is because the art is cool. And then yeah. once, yeah. and then yeah. and then once you get into it, you realize you're too far gone, and there's no getting out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's a swamp or it's a quicksand. Yeah, yeah, sucks you in, you can't get back out again. Well, I'm always amazed sometimes. Like you'll you'll see those cards. The art's amazing, amazing. Like like uh, Dominion. I like Dominion a lot. Oh yeah, yeah. And then you'll get this one card where it's like they're like, oh crap, we need an artist, and they're like they hire a four year old girl. Like the card is like. <laughs> Who drew it? It's this horrible piece of art. Like everything's amazing, and then this one card, like how that, how that. There's a lot of weird consistency. Yeah. In yeah. twenty years, that'll be the collectible one. It will be. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. To throw yeah. it away. Yeah. The goofy looking. Yeah. yeah. What's really interesting is you'll get uh, like uh, misprints will be the ones that are that are super collectible, and that yeah. like a word is missing in a letter that's on every other word. So because of that error, or what um. When uh, yeah. Wizards got their partner in Japan, so half their art, uh, they started doing special sets that are uh, done by Japanese illustrators and packaged in Japan. So their cards have a different texture to them, they're packaged differently, and the art and everything yeah. is all different. So if you find those, uh, they're worth typically a lot more than the American counterparts that are mass produced. So, wait, okay, so you, you play a lot of Magic, Tim. So I heard this rumor, and, and maybe you've heard it too. There's a story years and years ago that somebody won a Magic tournament. By literally tearing up a very old rare card and scattering it on its opponent's card, and it's supposed to be whatever each piece of the card touched his opponent's card, it would kill him. It was like a one-time use card, and he destroyed it in doing this, but it won him the tournament or something like that. I heard this rumor I'm, of like there was a card that actually did this. Now I have no idea if this I, is true or not, but I, I heard this. Yeah, I don't think that's so an the card actual really had magic card, powers, right? Yeah, <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. the incantation. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Think, I, don't think that's an actual card or thing that happened. I yeah. do know there are some like, insane stories where um, uh, 
there are, there used to be a bunch of cards that were very gimmicky like that though, where uh, you would essentially pause the game, play a smaller game of Magic the Gathering, and then go back to the main game, and whoever won that comes mm-hmm. in with like an extra turn and ten extra floating resources to use for doing stuff. Wow. Or uh, but there was one where uh, I think it was an Obnixilus card. Who Obnixilus is a big bad demon in the Magic lore. Or you, you flip a coin and heads or tails, it does something. And I believe he managed to chain tails enough that he won. That wasn't Maybe, that, that, maybe that's yeah. where the story came from. Yeah. I remember hearing this story. It was like some card that you would do this mm. and no one would do it because you would destroy the card, but he did yeah. it. And it was, I, I heard like you, you scattered on his opponent's card and whatever the pieces touched, like it did damage or whatever. Mm. I don't know. So you I mean, it's like, like an interesting concept. A, right. Like a rock, paper, scissor card. You pull it out and then you have to play rock, paper, scissor right in the middle of the. Oh, there used to be Ace, actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah they, they used to be, the Magic used to be very gimmicky to be... before they're like, maybe we should actually just make the, the card game its own thing. <laughs> or maybe you, yeah, to, yeah. you punch the other guy, you have a punch fight, and whoever wins the actual fist fight wins <laughs> the, the game. Fight. No, that was, that was senseless knife fight, not punch yeah. fight. You got yeah. the oh, okay. fight. God, Magic noob. Seriously. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah. Didn't you use dice in that, too? I think they used to. For some things. Uh, you have... Your uh, life tracker with the magic logo on the front there. So it, you start with 20 life, and that's an easy way of just that's rolling a, down to track it. That's a D20. It's pretty yeah. much is. But yeah, uh, uh, if. Little bitty oh, yeah. Oh, little baby. Little baby one, yeah. And you also have small eyes, which some people use to keep track of adding counters or bonuses to their own cards. So you can just put a dice on it for easy tracking instead of keeping a running notepad. However, in tournaments, uh, it's recommended you keep a notepad because if the dice ever get adjusted, whatever value is facing up that the ref sees, that's the legal value. Oh. So there have been moments where mm. uh, someone has actually knocked the table right, yep. and rolled oh. someone's health down by 10 points. The ref comes by and sees it, and they're marked down at being 10 health lower. No, um, video it. Video the whole game while you're playing. <laughs> look, look, look. Yeah. It was an 18. So that's why a lot of people now offer running pads, and the dice only really get used in your, your home settings. Did you guys? Any of you guys ever play Epic Spell Wars? Yes. Yeah, that's super fun. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's the one that we played a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, fun. I think they have a bunch of expansions out for that now too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like Battle at Castle McKill or something like that. Yeah, yeah. something. It was. It was, and then it got more yeah. like adult. The, all the artwork looked like yeah. Adventure Time artwork. Yeah, it, it's such a someone. Uh, it's um. Kind of like a deck building game, but you're all, everyone's a wizard building a spell that's three parts of an incantation to try and kill each other to become the the supreme wizard. But it's all the art and everything is based off of like '80s hair metal style <laughs> stuff. So it's just yeah. the most absurd uh, spell names and art you can get. Just guys with like their eyes being gouged out. <laughs> it's pretty fun. Yeah, I did play a game years ago, and I still play it with my nephew called Eye of Judgment. I don't know if any of you guys ever. It was a PlayStation. Okay. I think it was was it three? I think it was PlayStation three. But it was like the cards would actually be scanned by a camera and they come to life on the screen. Oh wow! Um, it was like so. It was like you you they had this sort of like map that the camera would scan and you put the cards down. It was, it was it was pretty. I mean, you got it working pretty decently. Uh, but it was the game did most of the work for you. So we yeah. just we never. It was supposed to be a deck building game, and uh, you could just. But we never build our own decks. We just 
gave each other random cards and just went for it. But they pretty much ruined it because everyone figured out you can just download the cards off the internet and scam them. So no yeah. one bought uh, the cards and you completely well. destroyed the game. Well, that's the, uh, but it, it was a cool concept. Yeah. That's like that one yeah. game, uh, I forgot what it was called, but it something, but instead you get like a little like mobile scanner thing, you would scan barcodes off products and <laughs> give you a thing, but then quickly a bunch of like production unions got to go like, you guys can't do this. There's, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That was the same sort. Of, it was. It, I don't know. It was a barcode or whatever. I mean, I have like the. I still have all the stuff yeah. for the game. My nephew every once in a while will still play it. Um, but it's cool because that they'll actually like. You'll see the the um cards on the screen, and then you can actually see your characters rise out of the cards mm. and then animate. And so it seems like the board kind of comes alive or whatever. Yeah. And then of course if you attack, it switches to the screen where they actually do attack animations. Like when they do spells, this guy is like this huge head of this wizard comes out of the whole, the whole board and like says the spell name and then like all hell breaks loose. Nice. It's pretty trippy. Cool. It was a cool. Con- it was definitely a really cool concept. And I saw people who made an entire like wood boards and stuff with cameras like permanent things and stuff and people really got into it but it just they killed it by figuring out how to pirate the cards so i'm like okay i think it was that so so uh we we're gonna start wrapping this conversation up because we've got more to talk about that's not card games but um what what has been the i, I it seems like in my limited knowledge, Magic has had been the the game that has stood the test of time because that has been around since ninety six, ninety eight. Yeah, it went, to, it, went, it went to Alpha like in ninety two, but the officially like printed in ninety eight or something like that. Okay, yeah, that's a long time. I think I, mean, I think uh, Magic and Pokemon hold the record, and Yu Gi Oh is coming up behind them. Yeah, yeah, and they're like so it because I don't know I'm. Pokemon is still like people are still playing it. I'm probably not the level they were, but it still has a, a following. Yeah, it's still Yu-Gi-Oh. yeah. Uh, I, I haven't seen any Yu-Gi-Oh stuff, but at my the shops that I play at, it's we have our Magic Knights, and then Pokemon is just as big. Definitely a younger audience, but they, they yeah. definitely have just as many events. It feels like. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there was like some regional Pokemon tournament in Daytona Beach near me. Um, and I went to it, like, they were taking donations for, um, like, some kind of charity raffle. So I had some Pokemon drawings that I donated. So I got to go there and I saw it. And there's, like, a bunch of people playing the game. And then there's tables of people playing the cards. And yeah. it, was, it was cool. That's definitely a thing. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm just, I'm not part of that that world. So I'm, I'm pretty clueless. Uh, but... That's 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 cool. I, I like that. I like that people play that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's it's creative. It's fun. I mean, just like just seeing like like same thing with Dungeons and Dragons. Like right. I was at Walmart, and it it's there with it's there on the shelf at Walmart. The yeah, the kit and uh, it, if you get if you get, if you get your kids spending all their time playing D anD D and spending all their money on magic cards, they have no money for drugs and no time to get into trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they won't leave the house and they won't <laughs> yeah. but what blow my mind is i go to these conventions uh and then there would be a, a a room or two set aside for for the uh gamers and stuff like yeah. that mm-hmm. and i kept thinking they're spending all day at this convention 
in these rooms playing mm-hmm. cards and they're not getting out and experiencing the convention. Yeah. I know it's been all this money to get into the convention and then just sit there all day long. I know, I know some of those conventions are the, the are the money pots, so, uh, magic tournaments. So you have a chance of actually like making your, your quarter's income if you win those. Yeah. Uh, but I know for yeah, the money there. Yeah. For D and D for some of those events, I've actually been recently uh, kind of offered a foothold to that is you have professional dungeon masters and these are like, right. Mm-hmm. So you have people who, who have either wrote comics or have voice acted in cartoons or done any combination of things will run the game for people to like pay to come uh, play with them. So, uh, 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 I guess that makes sense. Yeah. So I can't I just... remember the most recent one, but I think, uh, someone who worked on, uh, I think Aaron knows the name of this battle chasers, battle chasers. I oh, think Joe Mad. Yeah, I can never say his last name. I know. I don't know even but I believe. I, but I believe is either them or one of the actors in the game adaptation of that recently started doing that, running games at conventions. Oh, that makes sense. I think it's one of the actors. I know they're bringing the battle, the battle chasers comic back. Yes. Yeah. I can't. But like with issue ten, it's been how many years? Fifteen. Yes. Yes, something yes. like that. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, when I heard, and he's actually just picking up at issue two where we left off. I'm like, huh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, he talk about. So I was thinking, like, it, does that win hands down for the most delayed comic issue in existence? Fifteen years between. <laughs> I think it's like fifteen. I'm trying to. I'd have to look up and see when the last one came out. Oh. But yeah, instead of restarting, he's just like, no, this is issue ten, and I'm like. Wow! Finally, you know, <laughs> but like that guy at the store. Oh, thank God! I've been waiting years for this. Yeah. But I was, I was amazed. I'm like, well, you win that award. You go in so, every every Thursday and ask for. <laughs> Did it come out? Did it come out? Now only 20 more years to issue 11, yeah. so I can find out how it all ends. Yes. Yeah. Hey, we're we're getting down. Uh, we gotta we gotta introduce. We got a guest here. Uh, on the phone um say hello Are you there sir on the phone i am here yes all right i thought i saw ra's phone hi ra right. hey. we've got barb we've got aaron we've got rob and tonight is a big night for you guys also i'm supposed to introduce you ra jones as a award-winning recipient of the Independent Creator Award for Best New Series of 2020. That title is Divinity. So congratulations. I don't know if you know about that. Yeah. This is the first I've heard of that. All right. I know. Yeah. Isn't it great? I saw it online. Oh, I saw wow. It online. Yeah. So, cool. yeah. Everybody out there, yeah. Uh, uh, do R. I get a plaque? And... <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you, uh, the award is in the mail. I think they send you a large statuette. Yeah. I, believe. <laughs> I can put it next to my Emmys and Golden Boys. Yeah. 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 Move, move the Oscar aside. It's, it's, it's made off fund up though, so it's not going to last very long. Isn't that yeah. awesome, Ra? We did it. We did a yeah, good job. Congratulations. Well, and, and there you go. It only it only took us uh, you know twenty five years to collaborate <laughs> on something, but it paid. It paid I know. Off. I know. And I'm, I'm three. <laughs> I'm three pages away from finishing issue two, so just let me you know. Outstanding. Yeah, so the story will continue, but the story continues tonight 
for Twilight Grimm, number two, and Fry Rush, number two. So um, real quickly, um, how about who wants to, to give a quick synopsis and maybe like what, what happened in number one briefly and what a little tease <laughs> of number two, uh, who wants to start? Let's, let's start with Twilight Grimm. So who would like to talk about that? Let the writer R.A. T- talk about that. All right, all right, go quick, real quickly. Yep, tell us what what happened. Just a brief synopsis of number one, and then what we, they might see in number two. All right, uh, uh, Twilight Grimm is both the uh, title of the book and the name of the lead character. Uh, it's a modern day vampire story set in a, a city that has built a wall separating the two parts of the city. On one side of the wall. Uh, it's totally human. The middle and upper classes humans live there. On the other side of the wall, you have the lower classes, the transients, the homeless, the helpless, uh, and the vampires. And uh, about the only thing standing between the vampires and the humans on that side of the wall, which is called the blood zone, is the young man named Twilight Grimm. And uh, the first issue uh, introduced him and some of the other main characters uh, and a little background on what the situation is in the city, and uh, ended with him basically learning that there may be elements among the vampires who are going to attempt to restart the old war against the humans on the other side of the wall. Excellent. And so that that's like the uh, the cliffhanger that launches us into number two, yes? Yes, absolutely. Yes. Uh, uh, he 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 receives this information from his his one and only friend and ally among the vampires, a young vampire woman named Scarlet, uh, who is sort of torn between her love for him and uh, her love, <laughs> love for, for blood. Uh, and and we, we learn more about this plot that as it unfolds. Uh, learn more about the characters in the second issue also. Uh, it's not exactly an origin story, but it, it, it does take us back mm-hmm. uh, to the time when uh, one of the other main characters, a priest named Father Sarah, uh, first met Twilight Grimm as just a little boy alone and on his own in the middle of this horrible blood zone. Awesome. Awesome. So the uh, folks, the story continues uh, with a really cool uh, vampire I almost a i mean it's a it's a gothic horror but a modern uh gothic horror correct yeah uh, yeah yeah i in some ways you can look at it as uh uh imagine one of the godfather films yeah if if all the mafiosa were vampires right yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly like exactly yeah it's, it's got and it's a it's got action i mean if you so if you you head over uh here in, in just a few minutes you'll be able to everybody you'll be able to see it i don't want to take you away from our our stream here but i love you to see the title but we've got some you can tell from the pictures it's, it's got action it's got you know, uh, cool characters it's and it's got amazing art by rob and rob yeah rob still 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 arts in the traditional style yes i, I do it on real real paper right Bristol. there so, yeah and I've, and, and I've got for the kickstarter that we're going to start this we're we're actually going to sell some of the pages for that and I, I grabbed those so that i could brag brag them up and maybe get people interested in yeah them. yeah give us a but quick that's, yep. that's the cover oh cool oh nice 
Yeah, and it's based on a page from inside the book, so I included that in the uh, in the Kickstarter pages. And then there was a there was a hero page, a hero pose by the character Twilight Grimm on this page. Yeah, over here. And I thought that, that might garner some interest, so I included that. And then there's a two-page spread, page, what is it, four and five. And I thought, hey, it doesn't have there the main characters in it. That's it's, cool. a, it's, a, it's a battle between the, uh, the vampires and the police, two-page spread. So I thought that might be, a, it might be of interest as, as well. Yeah. And I thought people would kind of like to see some of that. Uh, yeah, you know, one thing, one thing about Rob's art, too, that I'll say, that, uh, <laughs> uh, writers, of course, their skills only uh, continuously grow until the day they die. But uh, <laughs> but artists' uh, talents sometimes diminish as they get older. Uh, but that hasn't happened with Rob. His, his art is good, as, as good I, as it ever was. And I have the painting over in the corner. <laughs> yes. That's one of the great things about working on this book. It, it, again, it's, it's kind of like when you have, uh, you know, a high school reunions or whatever, no matter how long it's been since you've seen some of the people, yeah. you just slip right back into the same relationship, same friendships, everything that you had uh, 10, 20, 30 years ago. And that's how it's been. Uh, of course, Rob and I have never never been out of contact, uh, but uh, it's been a while since we worked on a comic book project together. Yeah, and it has been. It's time. been just as smooth and easy as uh, as if uh, you know he and I. Had, the only uh, the only difference this time, book. yeah. The only difference this time is uh, when we worked on Simidar and Merlin back at uh, Eternity, we worked Marvel style. He would write up right. a, a plot. <laughs> He'd break things down by page. And then I'd go in and tell the story, and then he'd come back in and dialogue it. Uh, we're, since since our collaboration was a little rusty, I said, well, let's try, let's try a full script, and it it works pretty much the same way. I've still got enough freedom to to move things around yeah, and sure. tell things a little differently, but it, it's it, it, we just slipped. It was like an old glove, you know. <laughs> I just slipped it on and. And, you know, I've I've never had a problem with with accepting that that a, a, a good artist uh is is you know 99 times out of 100 uh gonna know more than i do about about visualizing things so i've, I've tried to always be open and, and let any artist i work with know uh, if you see or think of a, of a different a better way to visualize this uh, by all means do it you're not gonna upset me or or anything uh, and then rob of course knows that and uh, so yeah he's still Feel free to be as creative as he wants to be too. Yeah, I, I move. I sometimes move stuff around. Uh, you, sure. you have to be when you're working full script. Though the one one th thing you have to keep in mind is where are the characters in the in the uh, panel so that the balloons will fall properly. Right. right. That that's your only concern at that point. But you know you can you can change the camera angle. You can you know you can change the action just a little bit. You can emphasize or de-emphasize. Uh, the emotion of the scene or whatever you, it, it, and but but you still have there's still the throughput of the story that you have to stick with uh, I mean I, I don't know if we've told the told the story of how Ari and I first started working together but he had written a story of, of a, an empathic uh, 
essentially costumed hero heroin. And the, the first artist that he got on it didn't follow his script at all. <laughs> it, I mean, he was allowed to change things, but he, yeah. he just changed everything. It didn't, it, it, it wasn't RA script. And so they, they, they said, Hey, Rob, can you come in and do the last, we're going to do it as a four issue miniseries. Can you come in and do the third and fourth issue? And I said, okay, cool. And I got the script and I went, Oh, this is pretty cool stuff. Yeah. And uh, with the third God, issue, in fact, initially, actually, Seminar right initially was con intended to simply be uh, an ongoing series. You're right. Yep. But yes, because because of the, 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 the mess ups and the, and the miscommunications with those first two issues and the, the, the effect that it had on sales, uh, the editorial decision was made to just tell us uh, this story wraps up in this story arc wraps up in four issues anyway. So why don't we retroactively call it a mini series, <laughs> and, and then we, and, and that stuck. And so yeah, all, all together with with uh, mostly with Rob, but with other artists too. Uh, I wrote uh, twenty eight issues of Simidar, and all twenty eight issues come in the form of seven four issue <laughs> mini series. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So why don't we give, uh, we're going to give Aaron a, a right. moment here to say hello and tell us about uh, Friar Rush. Same thing. Give us a little bit of yeah. synopsis of what, what's happened so far and a tease of number two, please. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to try. It's been a while since yeah. I've, I've read it. I'm not the writer. <laughs> so I am going to try to do this from memory. I do know the last time it's about a Friar who is like, a, he, he's, when I gather, I think he's supposed to be like a demon or a trickster demon yeah. that... Yeah that comes to like men of the cloth or some as his friar and tries to basically corrupt them. And it turns out this one Jake, I think his name was Jake was the reporter who basically starts investigating uh, some goings on. Uh, there's like a band, I think called the bishops. I have to remember this metal band that the friar is part of. And he's, he's correct. This is big plan to corrupt more people. And Jake's a reporter investigating this. And he runs across a, a nun named Seraph, who's got a little bit of a mysterious back history, which you learn more about that in issue two. And uh, and they're going out to try to stop the friar from basically corrupting the world, I think, something like that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I remember, I, I'm, I'm still writing my own stuff, so it's hard for me to remember all of this. It's been if a I while recall, since, yeah, uh, his, his uh, deleterious machinations are vague. Right. Yeah. Like, right now they are. World yes. domination is, is yeah. It, is it local domination? Well, but he's, he's either way he's bad. He's, he's, bad. he's yeah. uh I don't know who studied their demonology recently, but the male form of a succubi, SG, he, he gives into your vices. So he uh he, uh and our, our main character is had aspirations of being a rock star. So by feeding into that, uh, you know, yes, yeah. yeah. Ah, okay. That sounds interesting. I it's it's a I it's, can't wait to get the flip book so I can write that. I read that. That's it's, cool. it's it's very metal. Wow, <laughs> it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, number two, that that story continues, and we are going to learn more about. Yes, it is Jake, um, and uh, Jake McGlover. I had to see his last name, um, <laughs> and uh, he's trying to find out what. Uh, Friar Rush is indeed up to, um, and um, 
Aaron, you, let's see what, let's see, you are, I'm scrolling. Sorry, everybody. Sorry. I'm, just, I'm the penciler on it. Penciler so, and yeah. uh, John Martin's inking, Jerry yeah. Khan's coloring, and then uh, Brian Dale is lettering that. So i uh, got a cool team. Got a neat, um, you got a neat style, uh, very dynamic uh, people, a lot, a lot of, I, a lot of movement, I think that you, you do yeah. really well with your art. I like that. So um, it's a it's a cool theme. And this is uh this is a this is number two of out of three, right? It's three, yeah. There's three, three in this series. Okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, let's let me sorry, clicking clicking again um, on the Kickstarter uh, campaign here, folks. And uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna announce right now. Um, that it is live. Um, oh, so that's right. Yeah. Keep yes. your win- keep your keep your window open and watch us. Don't you dare now. Na- don't you dare navigate away from this show. I am putting. <laughs> I, I am sharing the Kickstarter but, window now. Window. But go over there. It is live, everybody, and um, you get to scroll through and see you you see the, um, the little synopsis synopsis of the stories. And then all the extra goodies, all the stuff that Rob was talking about there, um, that is the – I just love it, and I say it every time because um, you, you get these one-of-a-kind exclusive goodies, uh, all these extras. Uh, you can buy the comic book, of course, which is great and amazing. That's what we want you to do. We want you to read the stories. But you get exclusive content and stuff – you know, when I, exclusive is exclusive. You get it. You get that artwork. Um, or or the variant covers and so forth um, to really uh, really get to see the the breadth of um, the art that folks have contributed uh, the other artists and their concepts um, we've got commissions as well um, yeah um, by uh, we got we got cool retro versions uh, of our covers with the old silver line logo um, <laughs> and then really cool uh, Rob Davis commissions Aaron Humphreys yeah. commissions yeah. Um, and then uh, uh, awesome original art that you can grab as well and that's a lot of it uh the stuff from rob um aaron uh let's see We've got original art penciled pages from aaron as well yeah. um, you are going to get and you'll get them in your hot little hands so that is live right now so we got our our current campaign it's all very exciting the silver line titles in the silver line world keeps growing um and We're already getting there, pledges already. Yeah, yeah. So really, wow. Yeah, sure. It's up to Thank you. Twenty-seven bucks already. And I, I yeah. will reiterate, uh, folks out there, you, this is not speculation. These stories are done. They are ready. You are pre-ordering your comic books. So at the end of the campaign, uh, and Roland and his crew um, have been fantastic about getting these out um quick within a couple weeks after the close of the campaign um tommy just waits there with his finger ready to click print, ready to print. just to click print and they 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 start yeah, yeah. Oh, we yeah. gave it to roland picked up the books from the last kickstarter i think it was last uh friday and i think by monday or tuesday of the week after he, he they they got them all out yep so yep yeah. i've got i've got, so you're not speculating you're pre-ordering the and um you are supporting uh, independent comic books and independent creators and go through the list, scroll all the way down. And you get to see all the names, all the folks that have contributed uh, variant covers and extra art, all the names that are involved on these titles and Barb. Yeah. Barb, where uh, I was scrolling through today. Over Peter Clinton. Yes. Twilight yes. Rim. 
There you go. Thank you. Yeah, Peter Clinton, uh, Pencil and Barb Inked. Uh, got lots of people involved with these Ooh. titles. So um, it's really, really a fun thing. And um, and I don't say it jokingly that we, um, we got a Silver Line family here. And then you guys out there watching the shows, buying the comic books, spreading the word. Uh, you're part of the family and we appreciate that. So I will I mean, read You know, one of the things that I've noticed, in fact, and I, I'm, I, I really don't mean this in a self-serving way, is that that Roland uh, Man has done a, a terrific job yes. of assembling uh, not only an editorial team but but a, a team of freelance creative people that, that, that is very impressive and they're and they're doing some good work and I think and I'm not making any predictions about anything in today's world but the potential is there I think for Silverline to to, to really become a big player yeah. Uh, among independent uh, publishers the in the comic field, yeah. so g get in on the ground floor of it uh, if you can. I don't. I don't think. Yeah, this is this that. is straight ahead storytelling. It's not any of this uh, the the crazy weird things that are going on now. This is the this old Great fashioned story. good storytelling. Yeah, is what's going on here. So. Yeah. Yeah, and absolutely exactly, uh, Rob R A. Yeah, thank you. The, the silver line. Like I was saying, the, I said earlier too. We've just—it's just been this exponential, uh, this rocket ship of of creators and uh, and and editors and all these people making stories and 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 drawing and inking and coloring and and we've got so many cool things. Um, and it's it's really this is just the, the beginning of what Silverline has in store. And so so grab these comics. You're gonna get first editions, you're gonna get original exclusive artwork, and you're gonna be here. You're gonna see, say, you know, in a couple of years, you're gonna say, Hey, I got a I got a a, a, a Rob Davis a original or or an Aaron Humphreys, and uh you were there, you helped us get started and and, and just just grow. So it's very, very exciting. Thank you for listening to the Silverline Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the episode. We know we ramble sometimes, but we have fun. And after all, isn't that what comics are all about? We hope you'll follow us on all our social media. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, LinkedIn, Reddit, MeWe, Gab, and whatever new thing pops up between now and the time you listen to us. Please like, follow, share, and remember, make mine Silverline.